Hey, what's going on? My name is Matthew and welcome to the Real Life Podcast. This is a place where we hope that you can be encouraged, that your faith can be built up, and that you can leave feeling more connected to Jesus and his church than when you tuned in. Hey there, welcome to Real Life Online. My name is Michael. So excited to be with you today. This is Christmas time. It is Christmas, although for me, it's weird. It doesn't quite feel like Christmas. Yes, it's December. There is Christmas music on the radio. My Christmas tree is set up at home, but it doesn't feel like it should be. I have this picture of my mind of what Christmas could be, should be, and hopefully will be again soon. And, and this is just different. It's not what I would have drawn up. And so there's this tension in me where I, I'm longing for for it to be like that again. I'm longing for it to be right. I'm longing for it to be all that I have in my heart and my head, and it's not. And so I look at this season and go, well, this is supposed to be the season of hope. And and I want to submit to you, it is. It is a season of hope. It, It is, it truly is. Even as dark or as confusing or frustrating, wherever you find yourself, it is a season of hope. Why? Because when it's dark and frustrating and confusing, hope can shine brighter. And, and more of us are looking for it. I know for me, I need hope. And I don't know if you need hope right now, wherever you're at, or you know people that need hope. And this is a season, Christmas time is when hope was born into humanity. It's when Jesus came, he brought us hope. And so we're talking about hope this whole month of December. And Jesus, he is the hope of heaven. He is the hope of it. He came from heaven and, and to make it possible for us to join him one day in heaven. His birth marked the fulfillment of hundreds of years of of God's people waiting, longing, praying for hope to come. Jesus was that fulfillment. And and I think you and I can maybe get a glimpse, maybe empathize a little bit of that longing for things to be made right, for all the brokenness to be made right. I think of the season of of restrictions and quarantines and and all of the stuff. I think all of us have that, that anticipation. We're longing for the day where things will be made right and we'll be able to do the things that we used to, to gather, to to hug people, to do all of the things that that bring us hope and and what I love is in this time of, of searching, of longing, of, of praying for things to get better, we can lean into God's character. We can lean into who God is. Richie talked about it last week. God promises and he fulfills. He never fails us. He always comes through. Now his timing and his ways, they're probably not always your ways or my ways, right? They're, uh, God, you should have done it this way. It would have been easier. And he goes, yes, but I love you. And this was the right thing to do. And it's so confusing and frustrating, but God, he always fulfills his promises. And I love that we get to trust in him. And for us, for those of us who put our faith in Jesus, our hope is never in this world. Our hope is in God, trusting in him and his promises. And that's the encouragement for us that our hope is in heaven. Our hope is in God. It's, it's in a preferred future. But what's amazing is this picture of of heaven. And that's what we're gonna look at today, the hope of heaven. Hope is a place. This hope of heaven, it it leads our hearts to focus on the things that really matter. And I love that Jesus, when he was talking with his disciples, he shared with them uh, a little encouragement. And he shared this, and this is found in John 14. I wanna read it to to us. It says this, it says, don't let your hearts be troubled. And I'm going to say that again because I think we need to hear that. Don't let your hearts 
be troubled. Wherever you're at, man, don't let your hearts be troubled. Jesus says, trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's house. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I'm going to come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. Heaven is a real place. It's not some make-believe fairy tale. It's a real place. Jesus tells us that he is going to prepare this place for you. Heaven is real. As real as the place that you're in right now, the place that I'm in right now, heaven is real. And so what is this place, uh, uh, heaven like? Man, it is God's dwelling place. It is where he is at. It's where Jesus is at, at, at right now. He's preparing it for us. It's for those of us, it's where we go for those of us who have put our faith and trust in Jesus. We will go to heaven when we die. It is the father's house. It's where God dwells. It's a city designed and built by God himself. It is paradise. It is a better country. All of these things, we get this picture of what heaven is. And I want to encourage you, Revelation chapter 7 and 21 paint beautiful pictures of what heaven is going to be for you and for me. And I want to highlight just a couple of verses from, from Revelation 21, but please go and read those. It brings so much hope to my heart and it will encourage you. Revelation 21 verse 3, it says this, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eye and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for those former things have passed away. Do you, do you hear that? There's no more sickness no more death, no more grieving, no more loss, no more brokenness. We will be with God in his presence. We'll have new bodies, a new earth. There'll be no more politics, no more diets, no more stubbing your toes, no more losing your keys, no more, no more fights, no more messing up, no more nights of crying, wishing things were better, no more masks, no more death, no more social distancing, no more hurting, no more problems. All will be made new. Can you imagine? I want you to take, take a second and just close your eyes wherever you're at and just imagine what that place would be. A place where all of your cares, all of your burdens are gone. And all that's left is hope, is joy, is peace, is, is presence with God. Everything is made right. Just close your eyes and imagine that for a second. Isn't that place gonna be amazing? And whatever you thought of, Whatever came to your mind it is not even close to what it's going to be like. It is going to be so much better and bigger than your imagine, my imagination could, could lead us to. And this is this amazing picture of what we see of, of heaven where you and I will go when Jesus calls us home, when we leave this world behind. And so that sounds great. Thanks, Michael. That, that, that does sound amazing. That doesn't sound like what we're living in now. So how does this help me? How does this picture of heaven being a real place that's amazing, how does that help me now? And I would say that our picture of heaven shapes our perception of today. The picture that we have of heaven can shape our perception of today. It helps focus our hearts on things that really matter. Yeah, so I think for us to, to live in that, I think 
man, it's helpful to look backwards, to glance backwards at God's faithfulness. Again, the promises he has made and fulfilled. So when you and I look backwards, we see God has come through. And so when he's leading us to move forward, he will come through again. I think of my own life. How many broken situations did he pull me from, rescue me from, redeem me from? If I just glance back, you know, and go, okay, God, you proved yourself faithful then. This next step you're calling me to take, you're going to prove me faith. You're going to prove yourself faithful again in that if I would just trust you. And I think of looking back at scripture, God is so faithful and he speaks to the people that he was writing the letters to then, but it also speaks to us now. So I look at Peter, one of Jesus's apostles, disciples, a crazy wild man. Peter was the rock of the church that Jesus built his church on. And Peter's writing a letter to this group of people. It's the church, but they're living in exile. They're scattered. And he writes this letter to, uh, to a people group who is suffering right now. They're under pressure, intense pain, maybe some fear, some government pressures. And it's nothing like what we're experiencing now. But if you can imagine a little bit, it kind of speaks truth to where we're at. Some of us are frustrated. Some of us are overwhelmed. We're kind of scattered a little bit. We're no longer all together We've, some of us have been scattered. We're no longer to, we're in different homes. We're gathered in smaller groups. We're not how it used to be. And so Peter speaks to this church then, and I just want you to hear his words because they, they bring encouragement on how we can live in the hope of heaven today. He writes this in 1 Peter uh, 1 verse 3. It says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading. And it's kept in heaven for you, for me, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed at the last time. I just want to pause there for a second. Peter's writing to these people who are scattered, who may be in fear. They're being persecuted, pressured. And the first thing he says is an encouragement. He says, blessed is God. God is good. If we have any filter at all, it needs to be this, that God is good. Without that filter, or if that filter's broken, like if we're saying to ourselves, we're in the situation, we're scattered, COVID, uh, we can't hang out with our friends because God is mean, bad. That's a bad filter. We start with God is good. He is worthy to be praised. Blessed be God. And then Peter goes, he is so good. He has given us a living hope, a living hope for today because you and I are alive. So we have a living hope because God is good. And then he talks about this inheritance that we have heaven that's, that's in, in our future. It's there. Nothing can take it away. It can't be defiled, broken. Uh, it doesn't wear out or expire. And it's kept for us in heaven. And so we have this living hope. And he continues in verse six. He says, in this you rejoice. So in this living hope, because you have a good God and a heaven that is in your future, because of this you rejoice. Though now for a little while, if necessary, you've been grieved by, by various trials. So that this tested, the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 
Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him now, you believe in him and you rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, which is the salvation of your souls. Peter's saying, we have a living hope. We have a future of heaven with God for eternity. It's amazing. But now you may have to go through trials. But know that this, even the trials you're going through, they're going to refine you. They're going to purify your faith. More, it's going to be more precious than gold, your faith. And, and the outcome of all of this, all of this perseverance, the trials you're going to get through and go through, it's going to produce this amazing response of praise, glory, and honor for God and the salvation of your souls. We rejoice in our present sufferings and trials because we know we have a place waiting for us to go, a place that is amazing, that is with God. It's the place where salvation is, where all of our hopes will be fulfilled and so we hear this picture that he's encouraging the church. He's encouraging you and I. And then we go, okay, so what do we need to do? How do we live in this living hope? And he says in verse 13, he says, therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And that as obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, your former life. But as you, as he who, is, who has called you is holy, you must also be holy in all of your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy as I am holy. So how do we live in the hope of heaven today? We know that, that God is good. We know that he's called us to this living hope that's for today. And that he's preparing a place that will not wither or fade away in heaven we may have to go through trials, but even the trials, the suffering we may have to go through and endure is good for us. It will refine us. It will make our faith strong, more precious than gold. So how do we do this? We prepare our minds for action. We prepare our minds for action. Because Peter said, this hope is living. It's not something you experience when you die. And Jesus himself even said this, he said, he said, I came to give you a life, a rich and full life, not one that's when you're dead. So what do we do? We prepare our minds for action. And, and that literally means when, when Peter's writing, it says, gird, the, gird up the loins of your mind. That is weird. That's a weird picture. Gird up the loins of your mind. What does that mean, Michael? It means they used to wear long robes. And so this picture made perfect sense to them. It's where they would take the robe from between their legs, pull it up and wrap it around their waist and tie it. Why? So that their legs were free, so that they were ready for action, so they could run away from something, run towards something. When God called them to move, they could run. They weren't tripping and falling over their robes and stumbling on the ground. So we need to prepare our minds for action. How do we do that? We fix our eyes on Jesus. We lift them off of our circumstances. We lay aside every weight, every burden, every sin, and we fix our eyes solely on Jesus. 
all of the, when we do that, all of those other things start to fade. I love Paul, Apostle Paul's encouragement in Colossians 3. He says this, he says, since you have been raised to life, this new life in Christ, set your eyes on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth, for you died to this life. Your old life is gone and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. So let's not think about these things around us. Let's think about heavenly things, godly things, good and holy things. Uh, Paul also reminds us that we have tons of stuff competing for our focus, for our attention, for our hearts, for our minds. And when our mind gets polluted, we start stumbling. We're tripping over our robes and we, we aren't able to do anything that God is asking us to, or even inviting or calling us to. And he says this in Romans 12, he says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. When you and I look to God and we fix our eyes on him and we follow him, we trust him, our mind shifts. The burdens, the circumstances, they may still be there, but we're not overwhelmed by them. God renews our heart and he, he renews our mind that we will able, be able to discern, to, to determine, is this good for me? Is this, is this a good decision to make? Is this a good step to take? We will be able to determine how to follow God in a good way that brings life and not death, that brings hope <laughs> and, and that's what this is all about. And so when I think of this, preparing our minds for action, my first thought goes, okay, I need to fix my eyes on Jesus. I need to renew my mind by, by following him. So what is in the way right now? What is paralyzing me? What is keeping me from doing that? And I, I think for me personally, it's all of the, the noise that's around me. It's the voices that I allow to enter into my mind. And I think of, uh, I've got a cell phone. It's awesome. One of the annoying things it does is every week it tells me, this is how much time you've wasted on this device. And I get to see, oh dang, I spent this much time on social media, this much time on news, uh, news articles. I spent this much time. And again, social media, news in and of themselves are not bad. But if I'm allowing those voices to pollute my mind and get my eyes off of Jesus, or those are the primary filters of how I see God and how he's, how he's interacting with me and this world, man, it's broken. And so for me, I've got to fix my eyes on Jesus, prepare my minds. And so maybe it's as practical as this. Before you and I pick up our phones, turn on the news, go to any other source of information that, that floods our minds, we go to God. Prepare your minds by going to God. In the morning when you wake up, grab your Bible first, go to pray first. Uh, because then when all of this happens, when we prepare our minds for action, we can truly set our hope on grace. That's what Peter tells us to set your hope on grace, set it. And what is grace? It's the gospel, it's the good news, it's Jesus. Jesus, this is the, the story, the good news. You and I are created in God's image. We can see the story of our first parents way back in Genesis. If you go to the first couple of pages in, in your Bible, you see that God loves us. 
He created Adam and Eve, our first parents, in his image. He breathed life into them. He was in perfect relationship with them, walking in the garden, sharing life. And he set up a commandment, uh, said that you shouldn't eat this tree. Why? Because God doesn't want us to have fun. No, it's because God knows what's best for us. He loves us. He cares for us. Just like any good parent would be. Hey, you shouldn't walk in the middle of the road. Well, now I'm just going to go walk in the middle of the road. Why? It's, parents aren't trying to keep kids from having fun. They know what's best. They want to keep them safe. Well, our first parents did the same thing that many of you and, you and I do. We go, so I'm not supposed to do that? Well, I'm going to go do that, God, because I know what's best. I want to live my life the way that I think is best. So our first parents did that. And when they ate of that fruit, it broke relationship with God and it broke relationship between them. And in that moment, sin and death came into this world. Brokenness came. We were kicked out of the garden, separated from God for an eternity. And that's the reality that you and I are born into, this brokenness, all of the things that are happening around us that aren't right, that wasn't God's design. But God loved you and me so much that he sent his son, Jesus. And, and that's the hope that we have in the season, that, that Jesus came to earth. And so if you and I would put our faith in Jesus, who came, lived a perfect life, and then he died on a cross, carrying your sins, my sins, was, he died, buried in a grave, but then three days later, he rose from that grave, conquering sin and death, that if you and I would put our faith in him, we would experience life, a new life, a real hope, a living hope. And this is an amazing picture of what God has done for us. This is the grace that we need to set our, our hope on, that God loves you. He has a plan and a purpose for you. Yes, you, me, even though we do silly, silly things, God knows you, all of your faults. And he says, I love you. You are my son. You are my daughter who I sent my son to die for so that you and I could be in relationship again. And when we put our faith in Jesus, we are reconciled back to relationship with God, restored. And now we have this living hope and a hope to come, which is heaven. And so this is the, the promise that if we look to God and set our, our hope on grace, man, we become overwhelmed. I melt in God's presence thinking of, I know me more than, better than anyone else does. I know that I'm not, I don't deserve it. But God says, I love you. My grace is sufficient for you. And in that moment, I am overwhelmed by his presence, by his grace. And I can't help but share that hope with others in my life. And part of that is, is why God has called me to to be a pastor. He called me to share the hope that I've experienced with people around me. And so do you need hope? Prepare your minds for action. Set your, your, your hope on grace. Set your hope on Jesus. Do you know people that need hope right now? I know I do. Family members, neighbors, coworkers, even. They need hope right now. So how do we do that? We, we point them to Jesus, the hope that we have. And I love I love this season of Christmas. Why? Because we hear of, of this longing of, for creation, for a savior, for hope to come. And we see, behold, in Matthew 123, it says, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Do you know what Emmanuel means? It means God with us. So Jesus coming is a fulfillment of God's promise he said, I'm going to send a savior. And he did. 
Jesus, God with us. It's a fulfillment of this promise, but it's also a deposit of what's to come. Heaven is a place where we're gonna be with God forever. And so Jesus has come to be with us, to give us life and hope right now. And he's gonna be with us in heaven. We have this amazing opportunity. God with us. Jesus came to show us that God keeps his promises, to show us that we have a hope, a living hope today to get us through any circumstance. If you and I would fix our eyes on him, set our hope on grace and know that heaven is a real place that you and I can go to if we put our faith in Jesus. And so I wanna ask you, where are you at today? Where is your hope? Is your hope set on things in this, this world? Is your hope set up on uh, the government figuring things out, making things better, on a vaccine coming? Where is your hope? I wanna, con- I wanna uh, ask you to consider if your hope is not solely on Jesus, please put it on Jesus. That's the only way that you and I can have a living hope today is in relationship with Jesus. And so some of you, God is, is speaking. He's gonna draw you to, to put your faith in Jesus right now today. You've been searching for hope in all of the wrong areas, never being satisfied. And I wanna invite you, Jesus is your hope. Put your faith in him. We wanna walk alongside you. We wanna help you experience this hope, not just for heaven, which is amazing, and I want you to be there, but also the living hope you can experience today. So if that's where you're at, if God is calling you to put your hope in him, go to our website, text the number on the screen. We wanna help you process this step. And with that step is is the, the step of baptism. Jesus modeled it for us. He commanded us to do it. It's this picture of you being baptized, going under the water, being buried with Jesus, like Jesus was in the grave. And then when he came out of the grave, conquering sin and death, you come out of the water, a new creation. And we wanna celebrate with you. We wanna help you take that next step. Last Sunday, we got to baptize two people and it was so amazing to hear the hope that they had in Jesus at this moment of declaring, I am gonna follow him. Man, did their circumstances immediately change around them? No, but something changed inside them. They had a hope. Why? Because their hope was set on Jesus. And so I wanna invite you to, to, to take that next step. Maybe some of us have put our faith in Jesus but we are hopeless right now because our circumstances are overwhelming us. I wanna encourage you, you're not alone. We are here with you. We're a family. Don't think you have to figure this out on your own. Make things right on your own. Reach out. We would love to walk with you, pray with you, support you, encourage you in any way, shape or form we can because we're in this together. And so if you need hope, text us, go to our website, We want to encourage you to keep your eyes on Jesus, to keep your hope set on grace. And there's lots of other steps that God may be speaking. Maybe it's to get involved, to start sharing this hope with others. And maybe you're like, I want to share the hope that God has given me, but I don't know how. Again, we're here to help. We want to walk with you. Go to the website, uh, text the number of the screen. We, we are in this together. We know that Jesus is the hope of the world and our world needs hope now more than ever. I wanna pray for us and then we're gonna respond. 
uh, by, by taking our next steps and also by singing some songs of worship to him. So let me pray. God, I thank you that you are good. I thank you that you are faithful. God, I thank you that you always keep your promises. You will never uh, fall short. And even when we fall short, God, you pick us up, you encourage us and you get us back on the right path. So God, I pray that you continue to speak to each and every one of us, that you would, you would help us prepare our minds for action to get rid of the clutter of all of those other voices in our head and to, to fix our eyes on you, to set our hope on you, on grace. God, give us the, the, the courage to trust you, to not lean on our own understandings, but to trust you that you will come through. God, I thank you for, for heaven, that we get to, to be with you there uh, one day forever. It's gonna be amazing. But I also thank you that you've given us a living hope now to help us to endure this current situation that we're in. And so God, I pray that you would encourage everyone watching, that you would speak life to them, that you would bring joy and peace and hope to each and every one of them. We love you so much in Jesus name, amen. Well, we're gonna respond. So if God is calling you to, to respond, text us, go to our website. And now we're going to sing songs to our God who is good and he is worthy of all praise. Thanks so much for joining us today. Be sure to stay in touch and visit the description for our contact info. We would love to be praying for you. As always, we hope this podcast encouraged you and pointed you closer to Jesus. Take care.